0: this podcast has been sponsored by audio mango audio mango is a portable podcast and audio recording studio driven right to your door offering high caliber audio plus on location post-production head to www.audiomango.com to see more Hello and welcome to the Court Case Podcast with me, your host, James Court.
1: And me, your host, Sweet <laughs> T.
0: We've got a very interesting <laughs> and unique show for you guys today. Um, we are celebrating 2,000 listeners today and we're going to be doing that. Whoop, by whoop. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going to be doing that by getting a bit, you know, personal. No, no, we're no, not we're gonna get tipsy. We're gonna get a bit personal, we're gonna talk about our lives, we're gonna talk about our journeys up to this point, and we're gonna talk about like near death experiences, our times at previous jobs and So you know...
1: basically an episode that is completely out of Sweet Tea's comfort zone. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> the things we had to do to get here
1: Oh my god We didn't we
0: didn't have to do any of that, thankfully. <laughs> Can you imagine? Absolutely not. No, no. but I wanted to start, I thought I would start with one story to kick us off just so we can get, you know, nice and loose and and ready, keep the OGs. Right, so I would want to know, so the headline is, okay, you know in America there's a fast food restaurant chain called Wendy's. Yeah, there is. Right. A Wendy's manager is trying to change the world one I love you at a time, so basically... What she's doing is if she works at the drive-thru mm. and you know, when you go for a drive through at McDonald's and um, you drive up and people would give you your food and yeah. things like that. She's basically telling people like I love you and stuff when she gives them their food right. at the drive-thru. And That's she's... just funny. Yeah, no, it's funny. But I'm just, I wanted to know how you would react. If we went for a McDonald's drive-thru, you'd have been like, oh, can I have my Big Mac peas? And they'd be like, yep, yeah, I love you.
1: I feel like...
0: <laughs> How would you react to it? It really
1: depends on what mood I'm in. If I'm in like a happy, funny mood, then I'll be like, huh, oh, you too, bye. Yeah. But then if I'm in a shit mood, I'll be like, what the fuck? Why? the hell? What just happened? I'll just what be just
0: like, I'm, I'm not going to this fast food again. Really? I don't know. I just, I just think it it's weird. funny. Really? Yeah, I just think life's
1: <laughs> too short to care. Like, if someone says they love you, unless obviously you're in a shit mood, mm. and you don't know them, and it'll be a bit weird, but... In what, general, like, it's not that deep, is it? What
0: would you do if I came home and said, the, oh, the girl at McDonald's said she loved me today?
1: They'd probably just laugh. <laughs> like, okay, well, we, you didn't give her your number, did you? No, cool. Like, But then again, no. like, that's I'd rather be told by a round of strangers that they love me than fuck off. <laughs> Imagine giving you Big Mac and be like, fuck off. Yeah, no, that's a good Instead point. Instead of going, love you. And you're like, oh, thanks, yeah, you I do, too, babe.
0: Yeah, I do, I do get what you mean there. And to be honest call back you know I think in a
1: world where it can be anything be kind exactly which is very true thank you she's taking uh, readings out of a book
0: yeah thank you lockdown Dubai influencer for that lovely knowledge and to be honest yeah okay so next what if next time we went to a fast food place and went through the drive through and we said to the woman giving us the food thank you I love you I feel like
1: that would be less embarrassing
0: I think so yeah
1: because the chances of seeing them again Mm. very very small
0: yeah no that's right
1: so we could just be like love you and then drive off and then that's that's done they're gonna be in shock for the rest of the shift like no, what the that, hell just happened oh
0: someone loves me yeah
1: I mean thing. the amount of times at work when I've put down the phone mm. or they've put down the phone and I mean not that many times but there's been an awkward moment like thanks bye love you and you're like yeah. ah <laughs> what did you say what the fuck did you say did they hear me did that did i hear like did they do they know that i heard them
0: like when you were at school and you'd accidentally call the teacher mom yeah it's like it's bound <laughs> to happen isn't it it slips out yeah i
1: remember i called one guy i was like um in school mm-hmm. and he'd just broken up with his girlfriend and we were having a conversation and i, was, and I meant to say, oh that's lovely but i said oh love you and he just looked at me and said i just broken up with my girlfriend i was like
0: oh uh, I didn't fucking no. mean
1: that. That's so awkward. I'm
0: sorry, but how could he have not have thought of that as anything but a slip of the tongue? He's going, oh, I love you.
1: Yeah. Talking about somebody. Oh, I love you. Uh, yeah. That's lovely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, right. So, Court Case Podcast. We're very proud of where it's come so far. We're on 2,000 listeners at the moment, which is amazing. We've mm-hmm. had newspaper coverage. We've had. Um, convicted, wrongfully convicted criminals on the show. Oh
1: yeah, what a flex.
0: We've got some cool um, collaborations hopefully lined up for the future. I might possibly have quite a popular YouTuber coming on the podcast soon. Yeah. Fingers crossed. He said that he will do it, but, but he, he replies yeah. very slowly to my messages. Yeah. So I get like one message reply like a week yeah, and the yeah. collab is supposed to be in two weeks time. So fingers crossed. Um, but we've got another good collab next week Mm -hmm. with friend of mine ashley rose brisley she's making a movie she's recording it with us later today so that's going to be a good one yep um but i wanted to go through not only the history of the podcast where we've been and you know how we met how we met when this started
1: the journey we were on at the time this started
0: because the journey that has carved my way to doing this um has been quite a long and you Process. know winding one yeah, yeah but what where i thought we'd start with is where we met yeah because when we started the podcast in october of 2020 is that nope. right oh, yeah it is yeah it's right yeah. october <laughs> I was 2020 so confident. i was like nope um, yeah, no, you are right. We were both working at the same job, which is where we met. Yes. We're now not working at that job anymore.
1: Correct.
0: The job, we now are more than happy to say where we used to Yeah, work. we're not going
1: to say the name of the company,
0: though. Are we not? No, no. Oh, okay, fine. Um, where we used to we, used we
1: can leave that up to people to guess. Okay, that's
0: were. fine. Yeah, if anyone that doesn't know us, you can guess. Yeah. But we worked at a cinema.
1: In a town that we used to live in.
0: Yeah, in a yeah, in a, it's a southern England town. It's a um, cinema that's not a big chain, although the person that owns it They're has creating got creating it to be a big chain. Trying it, to create yeah. it to be a chain. It's got like five or so. No,
1: they've got nearly the eight. Oh, eight. Okay,
0: yeah. eight cinemas now. But it's not like a Cineworld. It's not an Odeon. It's not a View. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> basically, I w- oh oh crikey, knock the mic then. I have worked at that cinema twice. I had a stretch. I started in 2013. Yeah. I started working there. I worked there for about three or four years, then stopped for uni, and then I finished uni. I ended up going and doing the stuff that I'll go into later and ended up having to come back to the cinema, which is when you were working there and which is when I met you.
1: Yes. I joined in 2017, I think. Okay. Or 16, 17. I cannot... Remember. i was still at uni
0: then i yeah. believe um yeah. so um, how long how long were we when, when i came i came 2019
1: i think yeah and i was, uh, yeah and i was there for, for a good long time before that so yeah. two two years ish
0: and then sort of I, th- I like to think that i sort of guided you to the direction of it's time to go now
1: yeah i, think. I was thinking it for a while subconsciously but i was never gonna I wasn't in a rush. Yeah. Like...
0: To be honest, after my first shift back, I was like, it's time for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> but that was... Yeah. Really, that was one one thing that we differed. But I feel like if you could change things, mm-hmm. you would have the same attitude as me. It's yeah. Since coming back there the second time... In that job, I was of the attitude of this is not what I want to do as a career. I'm literally just doing this for the money. I do not really care what, what I get what, up to Yeah, or what happens, what happens yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Whereas,
1: Whereas I was too invested in yeah. the gossip, the bitching, the mm. who said this, who did that. Yeah. Who's, who, who's working this weekend? Who wants... Like, yeah. Anything.
0: And there was often times when we, you and me would be working together and you'd be like, oh, we need to do this. And I'm like, do we really need to do that? Yeah, do like, really? oh, <laughs> should we go and
1: pop some, some fucking popcorn cartons so we're prepared for the busy check-in later? Do we need to do that?
0: Me, no. Me with
1: my work ethic. I'm like, yeah, come on, let's be helpful. You're like, not this place.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's because my energy was so invested in stuff, stuff like this like podcasts and radio stuff because that's what i wanted to do It was so yeah. investing in that outside of work i just for me personally work was kind of the especially when they introduced that second kiosk area mm. where you could do basically nothing oh, down there because my. you got no customers it was
1: literally like being in a prison cell mm. and like the thing is you get you don't hardly get any of the customers because this one kiosk is near one screen mm-hmm. and like think about it we let people in for that screen and then they're in there for like two three hours yeah you're not really seeing anyone they come up for the toilet yeah but they don't make mm. conversation with you and then you go in and clean it then yeah. you back out then you wait for the next customers like it is awful you're yeah. just in this little room waiting for somebody to come around the corner your manager doesn't really check on you your colleagues can't really check on you because they've got to stay behind their kiosk at the other end of the cinema like yeah. it was fucking hell
0: i know but at least I remember when we started getting together, and you would come down and visit me on Kiosk Two. That was yeah. quite nice, but um,
1: which we would get into trouble for doing.
0: Yeah, that was fun though. When we started getting together and we were at the cinema, that was mm-hmm. fun because the others didn't know. Yeah, it's kind of like Jim and Pam. It's quite fun. Yeah,
1: we were trying to keep it a secret for as long as possible. Yeah, just because we as much as we love the work gossip we didn't want to be the work gossip no
0: so we
1: were just like let's just keep and also like there's nothing more awkward than if we didn't work out two three months in yeah and then everyone knew about it it would just have been horrendous so we managed to keep it a secret for i think five six months yeah i think so um and the reason we got to the six month mark and they had to find out was because we booked a holiday to to yes, rome together yeah. so we booked off this literally the exact same date <laughs> and we just was like yeah we're going out we're going we're going on a day see you later <laughs>
0: yeah but um I yeah, I just found that sexy fun, you know? Yeah. Just um it was. being all sneaky at work. It that was, was so good. Fun.
1: But like everyone was just like, Oh, we we predicted it anyway. It's like no you
0: didn't. It's just like
1: you just wanna say that because you you can't cope with the fact that we hid something for you yeah. for six fucking months. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, we were flirting, but you didn't just because we we're flirting you don't actually think oh they're going out yeah like yeah. you just be like oh they've just got a little bit of chemistry going on at work that's yeah. fair enough like,
0: like there's that one girl at work that the, the one you know i'm talking yeah. about there's flirts, with, <laughs> flirts everyone, with everyone and, and the exactly. managers flirt with her and yeah it's like, exactly so doing?
1: why would anybody think it's different for us to yeah, yeah. It, like, I, I think you can assume that's fine but like it's not confirmed until we confirmed it to you yes yeah and we did and then they were just like oh we know they no, didn't <laughs> shut up
0: <laughs> but this cinema has had its fair share of controversies
1: oh it's so and interesting
0: i wanted to go into some of those obviously there was like there's little ones like when i was working there and you weren't yeah there was a time when um, the manager had just hired this new supervisor yeah and he came in and it was that supervisor and i think it was his first shift running the place on his own uh-huh. me and then this other guy called Oh, this other guy, PJ, who you've probably heard. I can yeah. say his name because, like, he's barely involved. But um, PJ, he he then went on to work at Cineworld. Do you know? Um, I think I know the one. Yes, yeah, so my brother knows him. But anyway, it was me, PJ, and then this new supervisor. Right. And he literally, the whole time, he just went out for fag breaks. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't check if the movies were on. And there was one point where film hadn't started. So PJ had to call the manager at the time. And then she drives up and just sees him outside having a fag break while there was this whole thing with the film not being on, not even trying to sort it out. That's so funny. And she was just like, I think you need to leave. And he was just like, yeah, okay, I'll leave. It's just like, bye.
1: The thing is, like, looking back on how I was, like, for me then, if that was me at that job and the film wouldn't come on, I'll be panicking, I'll be worrying, I'll be, like, wanting to help get involved. But now looking back on it, your film didn't start. Yeah. Is it that big of a deal? Like, <laughs> yeah. shut up. That's exactly what I <laughs> was like. Just refund them and go to Cineworld.
0: Yeah, this is not my passion. Just give yeah. me the paycheck. I don't know and why I cared so much. Yeah, but um, the other one, the other one, you—I I mean, you know more about this one than me because it was happening just. I think it finished just after I started again, which was with the manager and another younger usher. Yeah. So.
1: um... One of our managers decided it was acceptable to date one of the...
0: Usher's. Usher's. And
1: yeah. people would say... Some people would say that she was a supervisor, so it's fine. But mm. she, she won't. <laughs> she won't.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. She it, was an usher. Yeah, absolutely. I think she was trying to be She a was supervisor. trying to get
1: a supervisor and she kept on trying <laughs> to...
0: And I mean, going out with one of the managers, that's a good way to get there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and she was obviously trying, like, she got she got property, she's not property, yeah, got property keys. Right. Um, keys to the building. Keys you mean. to the building, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and there was, like, loads of stuff with her pay and things like that because it was a lot higher than it should have been. So, oh. a lot of sneaky things going on behind the scenes. And they would often go on breaks together, you know, hugging the in the staff area while I was on duty but me and James keeping it a secret for six months and people just assume we were dating because we were flirting I think yeah okay also that's the thing different is, line. the
0: things with us is we were both the exact same job role yeah, yeah. there's no abuse of power no whereas that's a manager and an usher mm-hmm. and, and like, like you said there was abuse of power there like giving her the keys to the building and yeah, things yeah. like that
1: yeah and i think there was so, like proper meetings about it i mean they both left now and they are both still together mm-hmm. and i'm happy for them i'm i am friends with them so yeah. this isn't to like slag them off no
0: because it, obviously they're in a healthy relationship now but it's more the it fact was more that the, the, the at that time it was not yeah, healthy yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But, but they I, I just i don't know if they'd admit that I mean, our relationship probably wasn't the best because we were working there. So yeah, <laughs>
0: good point. But that was the only bad bit about it. The yeah, The fact exactly. that we were working there, and
1: it was it caused so much stress. Mm. Like we can like glamorize that like, working together with your partner is great but there comes, there gets up to a point where working with your partner isn't great and yeah. it got to a point where working with your partner wasn't great and hence we both left
0: yes. basically. Yeah. And it and they... But they, then we've
1: now taken on this job together but this is much on a different scale. Yeah,
0: it's literally like one recording a week yeah, and then I exactly. sort of do the rest but I mean, yeah, towards the end it was really boring anyway because they ended up doing building work so I believe they're still doing now and it's like we the only one screen at some points were open mm-hmm. and so it was just you and me and a manager mm-hmm. and we would not see each other all no. day because it'd have to be at different sections oh it was the dullest work i've ever done in my it life it was
1: awful and we weren't allowed our phones even though we can admit yeah. now we were on those phones managers we yeah. were texting each other by the way
0: yeah yeah every
1: fucking shift
0: the whole time, the whole yeah. time
1: um but like
0: but things it didn't affect the shift it
1: didn't affect the shift because if they know fine why did we not get told off because you preached that we weren't allowed to if they didn't know then what harm has it caused because it didn't
0: yeah yeah Um, and the one more controversy that I wanted to go into quickly before we move on to other stuff is their very recent one
1: Mm, a scandal
0: big scandal so over lockdown I think it was, the la- it was the latest lockdown. This is
1: almost like we're giving clues for people to figure out where, yeah. where it was.
0: Over the latest lockdown, we, um, someone messaged our cinema group chat. This was when we were still um, working there, but we were in the midst of Covid. Well, we were, we
1: were in furlough.
0: We were in furlough, yes, yeah. but we were going to We were to job hunting soon. and yeah, job interviews hunting. and stuff. Got a message to be like, um, oh, does anybody know about the police raid at the cinema?
1: And we thought, hang about,
0: yeah, what's going what's on there going on there and it turns out that the they raided the cinema because they found um either meth or the ingredients that make meth in the owner of the cinema's house. So they raided his house and then they also raided the cinema because obviously it's his place of work. And... Yeah,
1: and it's around the corner from his place of home. Yep. Place um, of home. I'm
0: not going to lie, <laughs> it's a building site at the moment. It's the perfect place yeah, to yeah. hide that sort of stuff. Now the thing is...
1: Did you learn anything from Breaking Bad?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was, what was so weird. We were watching Breaking we were, Bad at the time together, we? To get started watching
1: point. it together and then we got this text and we're just like, what mm. the fuck?
0: That's a good point. If you go back home, uh, not back home, if you go back to when we were doing the episode with the... St- Same hump sung podcast, and we were talking about Breaking Bad. That was when this stuff was happening at the cinema, yeah, and um, so. What happened was, I don't know how, he must have really good lawyers, but he wasn't named in the paper the no. owner of the cinema. Obviously, you and me know who it is. Yeah, yeah. And they've still got control of the cinema now, and no one really knows. And they
1: still work for the council of the town? That No, the... I
0: thought he was taken off for of the council.
1: Okay, well, he did, but his mum still works for the council. Yes, yeah. So.
0: um, And I just don't, I don't understand. No one knows the full truth of what happened, In but the going thing in the town is that, Him and his roommate were making meth or some sort of drug. Who fucking
1: knows? But it was an interesting week and a bit.
0: It was, yeah. Um, we still never been told. I was dying to just get straight on the podcast and talk about it. I know. Like, this is what's happening, guys. But we haven't. But now, luckily,
1: we both got good jobs. We both care about your attitude towards your new job is a lot better than it ever was at this previous. I feel so
0: much more mentally. Just healthy yeah at this job that I've got at the moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. in love with this job that I've got at the moment. I mean, I've
1: learned so much from that job that I've mm. taken into, like, I've taken mentally into this new job and realized yeah. what does matter, what doesn't matter, what's a big deal, what's not a big deal. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um yeah, well, the job that you've got at the moment is in your field where exactly. you want to go into, so that's perfect the one that I've got at the moment is exactly what I want to be going into. Yep. Which is perfect as well. And um,
1: All good things <laughs> must come to an end. Yeah, great <laughs> things. And I, I
0: mean, I also know that my bosses listen to the podcast. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, would we ca- class that job as a as a great thing? I mean, we met each other and I've learned a lot from it.
0: That's the, the fact that meeting you is probably my main takeaway from that job as yeah. well. And to be honest, over the years, because I've been there a couple of times, they have been good to me. Yeah, same. Um, Like... We're not
1: saying it was, it wasn't really a toxic, it it got toxic towards the end.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I want to tell the story of how I got to here now, which has a lot of deep bits in it. And the cinema does come into the story a bit there actually as well, which hopefully, which we will get to in a bit but yeah, no, it it was, you know. Yeah,
1: I think what would have been a better phrase instead of good things come to an end is good things come to those who wait. Yes. And we waited and we were patient. We did. And we we're in something better. So. Yes, much better. So. I hope you're all having fun still working I'm there. Happy <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: happy I'm sure they are. Jokes. But um, so the first thing I want to go into now, I want to talk about both of our journeys. I want to know what brought you to here, you know. Before you were at the cinema, oh gosh. like, what was your, you know... Where- I get
1: forced upon my will.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do. So, um, so T, give us your life story. Go so, on. Yeah,
1: I mean, I was brought up in a southern town. Mm-hmm. Moved around a little bit, but still fairly local area. I've got four, no, three younger sisters. Um right. And I live at home with my three younger sisters, my mum and dad and our German shepherd called Sabre.
0: I love Sabre. He's I love Sabre to bits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, what was like, what did you do at college? What did you so, go to yeah, college
1: and do? I didn't do sick form or anything. Mm. Um, I went to uh, college and I studied travel and tourism yeah. for two years. Um, went on some really cool holidays. I went to Paris, Disneyland Paris and Barcelona. Nice. Barcelona was, it's probably up there as one of my favourite holidays. Like I have so many wicked memories from that holiday. That's good. And I met so many really cool people as well. made loads of new friends there. So it holds a place in my heart as wet as that sounds. But I love travelling. So
0: Have you had an experience in your life that like has affected who you are now? Like a tragedy or uh or something mad that's happened or something
1: I, mean, I don't think so i mean school the school that i went to mm. was quite a toxic school and okay. now looking back on like some stuff that happened in the school years friendship wise and yeah like social media wise like it has made me realize a lot about the person that i am slash want to be yeah um and the person I was then, like, how I'd be so... How I'd give in to certain things and...
0: Peer pressure and peer stuff. Peer
1: pressure and stuff like that. And it's just... It's, it, I feel like every experience you go through, it does shape the person that you are. Yes. And the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all on different paths. And I just find it so fascinating. And, like, everyone deals with situations completely differently. Like Yeah. Yeah. So, there definitely has things that have shaped me to who I am today like with everyone but I don't think something really really major like a big wake-up call has happened fortunately in my life yet so
0: that's good yeah that is good and um what do you want to do obviously now you're a receptionist for a ho- uh, holiday company holiday
1: company yeah
0: um is that what you want to do do you want to go and do so I'm, other stuff
1: I'm really really enjoying it and I've been wanting to do reception work for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, just because someone's got to do it, I guess. I don't know, I don't really have a reason to why I wanted to do reception work. Like I just thought it was just completely up my street. Yeah. And I've been told by several people at this job that it does suit me and that I'm doing a really good job and it's something that I enjoy, so that's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, i continue that for a couple of years and maybe move on to other things, but my end goal is I do want to be a um, be cabin crew. Cool. Air hostess. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really fun traveling the world and doing customer service, making sure people are safe on the flights and stuff. Not just any old Dolly Trolley coming down serving you hot drinks. That's not what it's all about.
0: Yeah. Um, It's a good aspiration and it is one that you're going to achieve. Yeah. I think so. But
1: like, there's a couple of other ideas I have for career wise ever since I've started working at this new job. Like, it opens your eyes. You're like, oh, wow, actually, there's more to just having one job in mind like there's so many different avenues i can go down with a receptionist yeah like so many different avenues and yeah i'm excited to see where it takes me if i don't end up being an air hostess that's fine it obviously wasn't meant to be i think you will if i do then that's wicked i mean i've been i've been given so many opportunities like i got an interview for one um you did yeah so we'll just have to see what happens yes absolutely, absolutely. What
0: happens and in regards to podcasting you've never had any aspirations or ideas absolutely to do. absolutely never that. ever
1: ever did i think i would be Before. sitting here every week mm. talking about uh, myself <laughs> and well, we don't sp- often talk no about we yourself. don't often talk about ourselves which is much more suiting to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um talk about stories and stuff like i just yeah never thought i would be doing this but again like it's opened up my mind to so many different, more things. Like, yeah. develop my confidence. I feel com- more comfortable talking to new people because this is what this is all about. Like, I've met people across the fucking world doing this already. Yeah. Like, it's, it's wicked. Some I'd,
0: cool people. So
1: cool. And, yeah, I mean, who, just who knows? It's just so yeah. exciting to see what happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb. dot com slash host. I mean, yeah, hell yeah. Hmm. But that's a nice, that's a nice insight, and I think people hopefully have learned stuff about you. Maybe listen to the show that they might not have known before. Maybe. Which is really nice. Well,
1: now over to you.
0: To me, okay. I think mine might be a bit longer than yours. That's fine. Um, I prefer
1: listening than talking sometimes. So. Okay,
0: good. Well, my road to here has been quite long. I think in terms of radio it probably and podcasting, it probably started when I was... Well, I'll give some context to me, actually. It's like I've grown up near to the town near where you live, um, in a little village mm-hmm. um, with me my brother my mum and my dad um for most of my life um and i went to school college just like everyone else when due about halfway through my time at college um i was asked if i wanted to be on a student radio station called express fm doing a show called rant on the radio it was every thursday it was for an hour it was run by students and and we talked about student stuff I had a whale of a time. It was amazing. The guys that I was with, um, it would laugh. I haven't seen them since, although one of them has said they want to go on the pub crawl. That's pretty, which cool. which is great. NASA. Oh, lovely. Were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and had such a good time with them and it really sort of, I'd never thought of radio before. Yeah. Um, doing that. And I was like, that's really cool. And then I stopped doing it. And then I ended up going to uni in Southampton and, um, I did film and TV cause I'm really hugely into TV and movies. Absolutely love it. um, and i live and breathe them but and i sort of forgot radio for a while and um, i ended up picking uh, ended up doing student radio at uni as well but going back to college so i'd done um there's a lot of stuff that happened emotionally with like my family and stuff between this and then when i was um working at express fm we had an um after party after one of the um shows and um it was in Portsmouth and it was where someone had one of the beach huts you know by the one of the beaches in Portsmouth yeah lovely and um me and NASA and the others who went down there and we were having a bit of a laugh and a party and I went to get picked up and um um and at the end of the night my dad came to pick me up and um, he came and picked me up, and we ended up getting pulled over by a policeman. I don't remember what exactly it was for. Mm. But dad was like, wait inside the car, James. I'm gonna go talk to this policeman. And he says, "Um, um, and I, I the radio wasn't on, so I, I could hear vaguely what they were saying. And I heard my dad say to this policeman, say, look, I can't be out long. I'm in the middle of chemotherapy. And um, uh, oh. so I can't be out in the cold much. And I was like, what, I don't, what? I'd never heard of dad say anything like that. So we got back in the car, the police, You just thought, oh, "Oh, he's just
1: putting his leg kind of thing. Yeah,
0: maybe, something like that. And then we ended up driving. And basically, towards the end, then I didn't really hear anything else. And towards the end of college... my Did you
1: not bring, decide to bring it up again? Did I you not re- ask about it?
0: I, I sort of just kept it to myself. You, you were too scared to find yeah. out the truth, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then towards the end of college, um, mum and dad sat me and my brother down one day. We had just finished our exams mm-hmm. and they said, We've got to tell you something. And they're like, uh, Dad was like, I've got cancer. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I've had it for about 10 years. He was like, We didn't tell you because we wanted to give you guys a proper childhood. We didn't want to think about you guys sitting in an exam. Worrying think, about, worried about whether yeah. I was going to be in hospital or die or whatever, which I fully commend them for. Yeah. and I don't
1: know how they kept that to themselves for fucking 10 years.
0: There were some people that didn't agree. Some members of my family that didn't, didn't agree with the decision. I can wholeheartedly... Um, do not have any ill will. I think that's a fine decision because they gave me an amazing childhood. Mm. We went on lovely holidays and I didn't think about it. There, now there's things when you go back that you absolutely make sense. And you, it makes sense. Like there was times he had like, it was like a bone cancer. And so there were times when, you know, he was bent over and like there was a time when he had to wear like a back brace thing. And they would just say at the time, they'd just be like, oh, dad's ill, he's a bit sick. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't go into it. But anyway... So a year, about a few months after that, um, our Nan died. Um, So that was like my first introduction to like death, I suppose. Yeah. Which is a very adult thing that everyone's going to experience. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, you're lucky enough that you haven't yet. I mean, I
1: have, but but not really close relative yeah Yeah.
0: um and so that was in like the november that was about 2014 Mm -hmm. and so that was obviously sucky that was my first time going to a funeral things like that which started to sort of shape me but then about four months after that um dad died yeah as well which obviously i've told you about before but that was a day that i'll never forget um that he was um he went into hospital with a something called basically me and him dad my dad was a builder and me and him um would go sometimes not so often would do some jobs together he would give me a little bit of money from the job and basically we were doing our my mum's dad's my granddad's fence at the back of his garden and while we're doing that job his nose just started bleeding I was God. doing most of the work. I wanted him to just stand and just tell me what to do. But his nose started, bleeding, and it just wouldn't stop. And a couple of days later, we were like, okay, you better go to the hospital and get checked out. So he went to the hospital. He was in the hospital about a week. and um, But at that time, I was doing a auditioning for a play at the Chichester Festival Theatre, because I was really into acting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was working at the cinema as well. Um and there was one day where I um I had gotten a part in this play and Dad was still at the hospital and I had work at the cinema in about two hours and I wanted to t- um mum and Billy were going to see Dad at the hospital because I had work I couldn't go and see him. So I rang Dad up and um I rang him up and um to tell him that I got the part in this play and mm-hmm. he was like he was really happy and um then he started crying and it was the first time that i'd ever heard him cry mm. and i said to him i said are you are you okay dad is everything alright he was like yeah i'm fine i'm not going anywhere oh, and but um dark. he was crying and i um i put the phone down and i rang the cinema and i was crying because i could tell something was up and um tracy who worked at the cinema doesn't work there anymore yeah, she didn't work there anymore but um you probably remember her picture was in the thing yeah. um she answered the phone and I, I, I was crying I said like, my dad's in the hospital like I've really got to go see him I just can't I can't go to work today yeah and she was absolutely fine with it she was like yeah no that's absolutely that's fine so we went so I said to mum Billy I was like change your plans I'm coming with you I told them about the phone call we went to the hospital and my dad's brother was there as well we all chilled and chatted mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> then came home and dad had cheered up he seemed fine and mum stayed at the hospital um, and then the next day the day afterwards mum um, went to the hospital to see him because she was going in every day to yeah, see dad course. and apparently while he while he was there with mum he said to her he said oh, I think this is it now and um what happened was mum normally calls, would call us before we go back. And I remember exactly what I was doing. I was in bed. I was watching Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I was watching the episode where Tyrion was in court, Peter Dinklage. I knew exactly where it was. And it had been quite a long in the day. And I was like, Billy, it's weird. We've not heard from mum or heard from dad. Mm. So I rang dad. He didn't pick up. I rang mum. He didn't pick up. Uh, she didn't pick up. And so I was going to be agitated. So I rang the hospital's yeah, number. Of course. And, um, they were like, we'll go get her. And then mum came on the phone. She was crying. She was like, you boys, you need to get down here. I'm going to come. I'm going to get you. And mum came and uh, she came and picked us up and uh, took us took us to the hospital. And dad had been put under. And he'd had apparently something had happened where it was called a bleed from the brain. And that was where the blood was coming from on the nose. And they apparently there's just nothing you can do about that mm. from then. So they just put put him under and just sort of let him go. And we were there, sat with him till about three AM in the morning, um, on the fourth of April. And um that was when that was when he died, and I was about eighteen, nineteen so fucking at young. the time. Yeah, and Dad was young as well, he was about fifty three. And so that and that was in 2015 and I was literally going to uni that September and this was in April. So that was a big, it was a really big, I really had to grow up. Really
1: big change. Yeah, yeah. it was
0: a big change. I really had to grow up because mum was now on her own. Like me, mm-hmm. and, me and my brother had to be there for my mum and, and everything. And I feel like that really is awful and I still think about it every day, but it did really mature me. Mm-hmm. And so I went to uni and that helped quite a lot because I was away from things. It helped in the grieving process and I got stuck in with doing film and TV stuff. I got into student radio and things like that. But as w- but as well, it did hold me back in a lot of ways because I had to like look after mum in some respects and things. I, there's opportunities that I didn't get to do and stuff. And that's why in terms of my development, I think into radio and in my career, it's slower than some other people's might be at my age. I don't know, but I still don't regret anything I've done. Yeah, no, that's the thing a lot of people say is that, you know, I shouldn't compare myself to other people because it's been different. I haven't had, Mm. you know, the same same thing. But um, after I finished uni, um, I managed to get a job as an intern at Capital FM in Brighton, which is obviously an awesome, huge radio station that is sick and then I, I I was an intern there for a couple of months and then they let me be a covering producer on the breakfast show so basically when the normal producer was not in I would produce the breakfast show which was cool I got to meet some celebrities I met Zara Larson Ollie Mers, um not the vamps what's the other one Vampire Weekend is it
1: I don't know never heard of that
0: um and um Years and Years um, and Jess met- Glynn Jess Glynn that's it um, so i met all of those zara larson was the nicest i think she was my first celebrity interview and i told her that i that wasn't even at capital brighton we went to capital london for that interview wow. which is the big capital fm station in london and i said to her going in i was like this is my f-, i said to zara i was like this is my first ever celebrity interview and she was like oh my god so she's like good luck she gave me a hug and she was yes, like sir. um She's like, it's going to go really well. And then after the interview, she's like, how do you think that went? She's Zara, like, if you listening. Well? <laughs> yes, yeah, so th- thank you, Zara. You did a really good interview. <laughs> Imagine. Um, and it was a great experience. But just as my internship ended, the Capital FM Brighton station closed down because um, the company that owns all the radio stations wanted to streamline the business and thousands and thousands of people in radio ended up losing their jobs. Yeah. And then not long after that, the coronavirus pandemic and I was sort of at home to a limo, thanks to him. What the hell do I do? And I really want to go into radio and podcasting. So I was like, I need to keep my, you know, juices going. So I was like, well, I'm going to do this um, podcast. Yeah. Um. So I created this so obviously, podcast.
1: So yeah, after the uh, capital, you went back to the I cinema. I came back to the cinema. And yeah, I had pandemic. one job at a
0: bar and then I came back to the yeah, cinema. Yeah, bar,
1: cinema, pandemic. Still at cinema getting paid, but not yeah. working because furlough. And then we just started the podcast. Yeah. And now you're off at your new and job. And now I've
0: got managed to, this podcast has managed to get me or help get me this job that I'm at now, which is fantastic.
1: It's great, isn't
0: it? So it's been a long, windy road with a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I've learned a lot. It's been a huge, you know, it's just been, it's been difficult, but it's been great at the same time loads of wins like you meeting you capital job i got now this podcast doing really well like there's you loads the good of things yeah exactly so there's loads and loads of things to be thankful for mm-hmm. among the stuff that's that's not so great but um oh uh, yeah i just wanted to like Talk dive about into that. that a little I bit i did want to dive yeah. into that i just thought it would i do be... find it
1: interesting here about people's life stories and their past yeah. and stuff so hopefully people find it interesting listening I... to us
0: and i'm quite honest i mean a lot of the time i'm quite open and honest uh, yeah i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm quite open and honest with the stuff that's that's happened to me in my life a yeah. lot i think i'm a lot more than other people would. you're be.
1: more open i'm much more reserved
0: Mm. But the thing, I think I'm still think I'm a bit more open than some other people because there's a lot of people that, for example, with my dad's stuff, that they just wouldn't talk to like, anyone. But if someone sat down next to me in a pub and a stranger and just for some reason asked a question like that, I'd happily just tell them the whole story like yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. Um.
1: If everyone deals with their grief differently. So that's yes. obviously just how you deal with it, by yeah. telling others and letting them know. Because mm. you went to a grief con- um convection. conviction.
0: Counselling.
1: No, that's not what I was talking about. That thing in um Southampton.
0: Oh, there was a thing where um where someone that convention, I know. Convention. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it of. was sort of like a convention. This um g- uh, girl that I know, Estelle, lovely girl. She's great, and um she was running this thing where um you it was sort of like a human library. It was, and each person would be like a book, and so my book was grief, and so people could sit down with me and ask me about like grief and you know ask questions about it and then there was one person whose book was like non-binary people or someone whose book was being a lesbian or or something like that and you could sit and ask questions about it the BBC news came and they covered it it was really it was really cool but yeah mine was mine was grief so I was at Southampton Union people could come and ask me questions and things
1: I wonder how they selected you to talk to
0: the well, Estelle knew me and she knew what I'd been through. That was another thing, Estelle. No, I
1: mean other BBC news people, because oh. there was loads of other people there and you were just happy to be the one, that, lucky to be well, the one that they, they
0: didn't. they didn't ask me about the grief thing. They wanted me to ask the non-binary person about oh, being yeah. non-binary. Yeah. So you can tell no, I mean, the BBC's I mean, priorities. No, I
1: mean, but why did they pick you?
0: Oh, I don't know. I oh, can you tell Oh, in the conversation when they... I think they were just like, oh, can one of the other ones talk to the non-binary person? Oh. and i was just like yeah i'll do it fair enough so and and there we go and
1: you made tv <laughs>
0: yeah i did i did make tv it's not the i've been on tv a couple of times
1: have
0: you very very small thing i did a reenactment thing for the bbc but you can only see oh, my yeah. hands and my ear <laughs> so that's not exactly i want to I can we, we try Wars. and find that
1: after this because i want to see it
0: yeah it's called close calls on camera and Nick Knowles oh, presents I love it. Nick Knowles. I didn't get to meet him. Bloody
1: great! I'm gutted you didn't meet but him. But
0: he presents it, and it's about a guy that like fell off his bike in the mountains. And I did the reenactments of the just a <laughs> hand and an ear, just my ear and like my so hands. Funny. really st- Stupid. So that was that was quite fun. But uh, no, I've done a few different things trying to you know get my one. A, a lecturer at my uni said that I'm a ruthless self promoter.
1: And you'll never forget it.
0: I'll never forget it. It's my Twitter bio. And I'm I'm unashamedly like that, and I'm absolutely fine with it, you know? Um, my boss the other day said I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a bit true, I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God. But um, It's weird,
1: though, because you're not, like, cocky or big-headed about it. Like, your ego isn't huge.
0: No, I don't think so. Just but, that you're I mean, comfortable. Yeah, I can't really say my ego is not huge because that makes me sound like i have a huge ego yeah it's only for other people to say yeah no i don't
1: think you've got a huge ego i've uh, considering the people that i have met with huge egos yours is nothing (laughs) nothing
0: (laughs) thank you whatsoever (laughs) oh my god but we will be right back i want to get to some more stuff yeah but we're gonna get right back just after this Welcome back to the Court Case Podcast. We've, it's been our 2,000 listener special today. So we've been getting a bit personal, getting you, letting you guys get to know us a little bit. One thing that I know that you wanted us to get to today is near-death experiences. Yeah, I just wanted a
1: little bit of a rant because something happened to me the other day. You had
0: one recently, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say it was near-death experience, but it was... Nearly a near death experience.
0: Okay, talk us through it. We'll be your therapists. So,
1: on the bus to a city near me.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh I'm on the yeah, just on the bus, chilling, blah blah blah. There's a bus station right next to the train station. Right. And this bus driver decides, yeah, do you know what? We're just gonna stop here. Which is here is basically um it's hard to explain but he basically stopped half on the track half off the track so he wasn't on the actual physical track but the bit before the track where the line the gate things would come down yeah that's where he stopped and we, would, we i was just thinking to myself i look i looked and i thought why has he stopped here for like what happens if the train line starts going down as i thought that the train lines like flashed red because the gates were about to close so i'm oh just God. like oh you need to move like you're, you're going to break the gate or we're going to yeah. be getting hit by a fucking train, so move. He's like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. I'm just like, you're a fucking idiot if you think that, that's fine. Bless me. So literally about five seconds pass, we hear a crash. And, and the gate is, has obviously hit the bus because the bus was in the way. Right. So, and I'm just like, told you you need to move. Like, how are you going to get out of this one? <laughs> He's just like, okay. Starts driving. So then you're hearing the like a cracking noise of right. the gate like bending
0: oh my god
1: so like it's like come down from the roof and it's like bent outwards and it's like basically wedged between the bus and like l- like the pole i don't yeah. know if that makes any sense i've got a photo which i'll post on the instagram of like what it looked like afterwards yeah i was like i need photo evidence of what's just happened to me mm. um so this woman who sat in front of me, she starts fucking freaking out. She's like, get me off this bus, get me off this bus. Like, we're going to get hit by a train, get me off this fucking bus.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So she runs up to the door and, and is shouting this. And, and the bus driver's like, no, 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 you're fine, you don't need to get off. And she's like, get me off this fucking bus. <laughs> he opens the door, everyone literally goes running off. And um, I come running off and everyone goes up to the next, like, bus driver who's, yeah. who's who's at the bus station. And we say to him, like, he's a fucking idiot, like... Look what he's just done. <laughs> oh and he's God. like, what's happened? How did this happen? And we explained the situation to him and he's just like, oh my God. And um, the bus driver, the thing is, that I think this bus driver was in who did it was in so much shell shock because he just kind of stood by the front door of the bus right. and said nothing to no one. No like sorry's, no like, are you okay? It's weird. Nothing, like literally he was just standing at the front of this door, like staring out at what he's done. Yeah. And like, I can imagine like he was probably thinking, fucking hell, like that was quite scary for him as well. Yeah. But like, it was just the fact that he was telling us that it's fine the whole time, didn't want to open the door it was it was quite like scary just, like, like if he generally didn't open the door and the train had but was just still coming past fuck knows what could have happened
0: yeah i get you um, but it, it wasn't actually hit by a train no it end. wasn't
1: hit by a train in the end because what good. happened in the end was um luckily there was no trains coming out it was a train coming from the platform right so uh they saw it from the platform because it was literally the next, like it was a little bit further down where the gates were, so they could see it from the platform. The gate wasn't down, okay. And I obviously went up to them and explained the gate isn't down. I don't know what you want to do. So there's a bit of a delay with the train leaving, right? Um, and they eventually sorted out the gate because went back a little, like a couple of hours later, and it was sorted out. But yeah. Um, initially all the trains before the gate was sorted out had to go past like so slow i've never seen a train move so slow in my entire life like Christ. it was literally like walking pace yeah because obviously you just didn't want to hit like if people didn't notice or people just didn't think the gates were down they would walk out like
0: yeah,
1: yeah it was mental Damn. and i was on like such a high adrenaline rush afterwards i was just like oh my god what just happened like
0: <laughs> well i'm glad you're still with us
1: yeah i'm still here i've got the photo evidence i, I tweeted it on my personal but We'll di- put It on the It sp- didn't really hit it off, but maybe I'll put it on the social media and we'll we might put, get somewhere. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll put the picture on the story when yeah. this episode goes try and, out. Try
1: and tease it. Be like, guys, are you interested to see what happened with this bus? Why? Why?
0: Yeah, and hopefully
1: exactly. people are interested
0: to I- hear that story. I've not really gone any near-death experiences. No. I've been lucky in that regard. To have be yeah. Fair. yeah, I have. But that's fine. I'm letting your rant finish. We're coming to the end of the show now. Um, one thing that I did want to mention is, do you remember well you remember because you've met him multiple times but do you remember robin from episode two of the podcast yeah he has been in and out of hospital a bit at the moment so i just wanted us to all wish him well and hope that he feels better yeah Um, lovely lovely guy if you've not listened way back to episode two of the podcast he's got some amazing stories from when he worked with he was the sound engineer for david bowie when he did the Ziggy Stardust tour for Blondie, for Lou Reed. He's worked with some amazing musicians over his over his life and he taught me guitar. Aww. So I was very blessed. But um yeah, no, he's just been in and out of hospital at the moment. Blessing. And yeah, I just want everyone to wish him well and hope that he feels better. But we are coming to the end of the podcast now a bit of a different one I hope you guys liked this little retrospective the life and times of yeah. James and Sweet Tea um, it's going to be back with some bombastic cool stories and I did
1: put a poll on the story asking like people what their near-death if they've had any near-death experiences yeah. but I only posted it at the beginning of this episode so it hasn't even been up an hour yet Smart. so we haven't got that many responses but at the moment what is taking the lead is people saying yes they have had near-death experiences right um, by like 20 20% is taking the lead. So that's quite interesting.
0: Well, if someone does any stories, then we will say those in the next uh, episode. Yeah, we did
1: have one podcast, The Simpsons Podcast. Yeah. They said, would you like us to tell you a story of ours? And I said, absolutely. Um, And obviously, I didn't really actually give them that much time to get back to us on their story. But they have a near-death experience story that they wanted to share with us, but we just have reached the end of the podcast well, and they didn't get back to... to us so maybe next time next
0: week we definitely yeah. will yeah but we've got some great funny amazing stories that we know you love coming next week as well as an interview with filmmaker ashley rose brisley that's going to be really interesting
1: i love how he has to say her full name
0: i don't well yeah no one knows who ashley is well so or ashley brisley well, <laughs> to be fair well it's ashley rose brisley
1: her surname isn't Rose Brisley though.
0: No, her first name is Ashley Rose. Is it? Yeah, it is. It's okay, Ashley I'll Rose. Okay, sh- I'll shut up then. Brisley. That's
1: That's okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I thought you were saying, like, her her middle name. Her middle name. So I was just like... Oh, right. Because could you imagine if you did that with everyone, like, saying their middle name?
0: Yeah, I know. But no. It's bizarre. Um, so she's going to be on next week, and we hope you guys are looking forward to that. Please stay in touch on our socials, at Court Case Podcast. And check out our website, courtcasepodcast.com. We've just put a blog post up there where I was talking about last week's whale story that's amazing.
1: It's a good blog post, to be fair. I just thank read you. it. Thank
0: you, thank um, you. But we hope you guys enjoyed this intimate podcast episode this week. And we can't wait to see you, uh, can't wait for you guys to hear us next time. Next week. Next week.
1: And every week after that.
0: And every week after that. <laughs> we will see you Catch guys there. Catch you on the then. flip side. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Bye-bye, guys. Bye.